You know the message is about beholding the Lamb. Hallelujah. I want to talk about a living sacrifice in the message today. And um, just ask you to come with me in the midst of the hosts of heaven for a moment. And stand in his presence as the thousands upon thousands hear his voice. I tell you, I get excited when I start to read the Revelation. And I don't like the part where ever it's, all the suffering and all that is going on. But I love it when there's victory. And when it cascades with the glorious worship sounds and ends in victory. Hallelujah. So Revelation 5, 11 through 13. We read this in our bulletin today, but this is where my message begins. I believe I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. And here's the song they were singing. Worthy is the lamb that was slain, you know, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever can you imagine being in the midst of the glorious thousands of people worshiping and giving glory and honor unto god the author of such a glorious worship reminds us that this is truly a day that the lord has made it's his day and he has prepared for his people a glorious reunion and eternal life and saints that Believe God has a plan for your life in the midst of all of this. God has a plan for you for what he wants to do in your life. And the word of God is so powerful. You know, I think that the church of Jesus Christ has lost the knowledge of how powerful the word of God is uh, to a church that will worship him in all of these things in glory and blessing and honor and who will give God the, the praises like this. He dwells there. And um, it, today it seems that our churches are turning to the bigness of the church or the beauty of the church or or the famous preacher of the church or so anything but everything but worshiping God, worshiping Jesus. You know, you go to Mexico and... They don't even have benches with nice pews or nothing. They they have dirt floors and no windows. But, you know, the praises just ring right toward heaven because they love God and they worship God. And that's what we need in the earth today. We need that supernatural power of his presence in our life and take in as much word as we can get because the more word we have, the greater the anointing. Uh, there can never be no anointing without the power of the word of God because it's the word of God that's anointed so his his word pushes us to uh, press for the prize his word is what uh, 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 inspires us to want more you know we need an inspiration today to want more to not just be where we are today saved sanctified and not going to hell but we need to push for the power of his presence to prevail in our life and in the circumstances of our life that's where we fail 
That's where we fall short is when we start seeing the finances overwhelming us. We start hearing the things that's happening in our world and in our government and all those things. And all those things tend to drain the power out of us. But when you have the power of God like they're having there in their worship, you know, there is a power that sustains us in the time of trouble. So I want to inspire the church today to press for the prize, to get to go into press. We press with our sicknesses. We press with our finances. We press with our children. We do all kinds of pressing. But we need to press for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. And so when we hear the worship that's going forth in the throne of heaven, that worship is going on right now in in the throne of heaven. And we can be a part of it and we can feel it and we can sense it. But, you know, church, it's got to get out of our quiet place and into the surrounding glorious praise. When our football game wins, we shout, we holler, we, we think, throw things about, and we just get crazy. But why aren't we that excited for Christ? We need to have that power of his presence in our life that it exudes from us, and we can't control ourselves. We just have to shout. We just have to talk about it. We just have to let everybody know we walk down the aisle at the supermarket and we're singing a song of the Lord or humming an anthem of praise because, listen, this is a day that the Lord has made and it's not going to get better. It's going to get glorious because we have an eternal destination in God. And so we need to press. John the Baptist introduced us to the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And so today... He is the living sacrifice. He's he's living. He sacrificed his life for us. And he's asking us to sacrifice for him in this day and hour. So I want us to think about beholding the lamb. About thinking about the sacrificial lamb of God that gave his life that we might have eternal life. The church knows this. We know about eternal life. We know about the blood sacrifice. We know all those things. But we need to set our minds and our hearts upon it so that it will cause us to press for more of him. There's so much more that we can have of God if we will just press for it and become the sacrifice that he's called us to be. Now, um, I thank God he doesn't ask us to get on a cross and shed our blood. He doesn't ask us to do anything like that. He just wants us to sacrifice for him, to be a living example of who he is. And sometimes we can't do what we want to do because we have to do what he wants us to do. And sometimes when we want to get in a scrimmage with somebody, we just have to stop in our tracks and begin to worship God in inside if it's opposing the outside to that person and just start to worship God. We need to be able to re- rejoice in all the things that come down the tube for us you know the enemy is trying to tempt the house of god and the church of god in this last day and he is out to to make as much trouble as he can but all that trouble means is that we're going to exercise the power of god in us and we're going to press for the prize and we're going to be greater in this day of darkness than we were in the day of light because the light lives in us so the writer of Hebrews in Hebrew 9:26 says for then must he speaking of Jesus must have suffered since the uh, foundation of the world but now once in the end of the world hath Jesus appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself 
Thank God we don't have to do everything, that legalistic thing that they told us to do in the Old Testament. That God set us free from that and he give us a sacrificial lamb that is a one-time sacrifice. It's done. It's over. It's it's real. And if we can believe it, we can believe the word of God and whatever God says, we believe. And, and he will set it in motion for us if we can walk in this belief. So he's the living, risen, redeemer, king of glory. You know all these things, but how often do you worship him as that? Do you get up and feel the power of his resurrection in you? That we know that one day this isn't all there is in this world, but we're going to be with him in eternal life. So I know everyone, I know every one of us has things that bring suffering to our heart. The separation, loss, sickness. All these kinds of things is the works of darkness to test if we're going to trust God in all the circumstances of our life. And when we press, then that's when we're trusting him, even when we don't see what's ahead. And, you know, uh, some of the greatest um, men in the word of God is that God sent them out like he sent out Abraham and he didn't know where he was going. He pulled up Moses from the burning bush and he didn't understand what he was going to do and all that was going to happen to him. And we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know that who holds it. And that's Jesus, our savior, our redeemer, our resurrected Lord. So Romans 12, 1 says to the church, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. It's nothing special or spectacular. It's our reasonable service. That's what we do as a Christian. We are we are reasonable in serving Christ and living a life for him and pressing for more of him. I want to challenge the church today to press for more. Uh, 23 is almost over. Press for four and 24. Press in for more of him. Move from where you are to a dis- different place in the power and the anointing of God. I know that in the sufferings and in the loss and in all these things, you know, the the spirit of God is is as powerful, more powerful than the works of darkness. And so it is an exercise of spiritual proportion when you have the difficulties that you have and that you go through those things. It is a spiritual thing to build us for the kingdom of God. So as we continue strong through the trials and by God's mercy, we press in in our sufferings. You know, we can somewhat identify with him. He is our suffering savior. And so there is going to be suffering in our life. But as he overcome, we too will overcome as we as we depend upon him in our Christian walk. It is pressing. It is pressing church. It's supposed to be pressing. We're supposed to be pressing and in all the energy that we have for the righteousness of God in our life. We are supposed to be pressing with our thought life. We're supposed to be pressing with our spiritual life. We're supposed to be, you know, pulling away from the piles of darkness and pulling into the power of his presence. And we get there by worship. We get there by praise. We get there by energetic praise, energetic worship. And we get there by having energetic prayer, praying, God, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your voice. You know, and get get physical, <laughs> you know, and want to desire the things of God more than we desire the comforts of where we are. You know, sometimes, church, we just get comfortable 
We go to church, we tithe, we pray, we love one another, and we get comfortable. But God it brings a pressing, and that was a pressing that we will move on and, and go higher and go into a greater depth with him. So in our Christian walk, it is pressing. Philippians 3.13, the Apostle Paul writes, and he says, Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it. I think he's saying, I don't think I've finished my course here. Yet, but later we hear that he said, I finished my course, I run my race. But here he's saying, I count not myself to apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forth into those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Church, it's so easy to get sidelined from pressing. And find that we're pressing into the things of our life. Bills, anxieties, government, Republicans, Democrats. We get to pressing in those things and put our energy into those things when our energy should be in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We should press into our praise. If, if you, uh, today it's a hot, issue the republicans and the democrats that's a hot issue and you know people press into that with dissertations and and uh, discussions and all that but you know we should have that much power in us against the works of darkness and press into the things of god with the same energy that we would fight the things of this earth because we are more consumed with the things of this earth than we are consumed with the power and the presence of god and I believe that we're called upon to be a living sacrifice church. So the things that you go through is, a, is making you to live a sacrificial life for God. If you overcome the difficulty and keep on pressing and keep on trusting and the bills run higher than what you have, but you keep on trusting, you keep on praising and you keep on tithing and you keep on doing everything, you're pressing against the powers of darkness. And we are in a dark generation, church. We've got to press against the things of this world. And God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you know how to pray. You don't even know how to pray for help. You have to go to the Holy Spirit and depend upon him to guide you to pray against the works of darkness. So I I just want us to know that God is calling today from the depth of his heart for his people to be a living sacrifice. And what does that mean? That means you have to give up something. You have to do what you don't want to do. You have to forgive when somebody hurt you and drew all the blood out of you and you're so angry. And then you say, Lord, forgive me. And then three weeks from now, the devil brings it back to you and up it comes and you're warring with it again. You have to let these things go from behind you and move on into the power and the presence of God. Well, how do I do that? I want to do it. But how do I do it? Well, I got some word for you from psalm 107 22 it says let them sacrifice this is the word of the lord to the church today let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing lord i don't see this problem that's ahead of me i'm thankful that you've given me life i'm thankful that you're on my side and i'm rejoicing in the power of who you are and you live in me We've got to get ourselves in tune with the spiritual warfare for this hour. Now, Psalm 54, 6 says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. 
not just sacrifice, but freely. So, Lord, what is it you want me to sacrifice? Because I believe every one of us need to have a sacrifice that we want to do for the Lord. Maybe we need to fast. When is the last time that we fasted? When is the last time that we did something of charitable uh, proportions to show our love for God? And so God is speaking to the church. He said, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. Your name is good. I will praise you because your name is good. Psalm 116, 16 and 17. I will offer unto thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I see every scripture I'm going to give you from Psalms and, and, uh, and Hebrews is talking about to sacrifice a, a song of thanksgiving. We've got to be thankful for what we have before we complain that we don't have. We need to be thankful for what we do have. We need to be thankful that we still live in a country where we are one nation under God. No matter what they do, we're still a nation under God. And God is still in control. And God is going to take care of us in the midst of trouble. I know that as we grow older, or me, I got grandchildren now. I got children that are off the, out of their mind that are not serving the Lord. And so the longer that we live, the more uh, scrimmages we have with the unsaved. And so we have to begin to be a Christian in them instead of uh, fighting with them. And God is speaking to us today that if we have uh, scrimmages with people, family, bosses, whatever it is, neighbors, we fight over, you know, who's on whose land. We have all these little scrimmages that go on in our life that we need to forget them and start giving thanks to God that we have a house, that we have land, that we have food, that we have a car, that we have whatever it is that we're fussing about. Start giving thanks for what we don't have. That's what the Lord says. And when you when you give thanks for something that is hurting you, something that's disappointing you, when you give thanks for that, God shows up and he says there that he's well pleased that you do that. So we need to become a people of thanksgiving, of, of giving thanks in the crisis of our life. So Psalm 141, 2 and 3, it says, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as an incense. And the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. This is the word of the Lord to the church today. And what does this mean? Let my prayer be set before me as the, as an incense. Well, in the tabernacle of God, and this is the tabernacle of God, this is the house of God, we're the tabernacle of God. Incense in the house of God, in the tabernacle, is burned, is burned all day. It's burned continually. So what is that psalmist saying? He's saying, you know, let my prayer come before you as an incense. Let me be in an attitude of prayer all day long. If we can get in an attitude of prayer, I'm not saying that we have to just sit there with folded hands and pray all day. But just an attitude of prayer. When something comes up, there's a thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a thank you, Father God. You're a good God. You know, those kinds of things. And so, and then there's a lifting up of our hands as the evening sacrifice draws nigh. And we remember the sacrifice that Jesus did for us. Remember the sacrifice of Father God when he gave his only son to die for us. 
And so Ephesians 5, 2, here's another way to uh, sacrifice, walk in love. I'll just let that sink in. Walk in love. Walk in love with those people that you don't get along with. Walk in love with the, you know, they raised your Iowa power and light or whatever it is, you know. And and you get the bill and you start, oh, you know, no, no, get the bill and say, oh, it's up $20. Thank you, Jesus. I rejoice. Who can do that? (laughs) I got a chance to try that this week and I thought, I should say thanks Thanksgiving here, but I want to fuss a little, you know, but we need to order ourselves to give thanks because thank God that we can have a utility, you know, in some places they have no utilities in the nations. They don't have the things that we have. So we need to thank God, even if it goes up, thank God, say, thank God, I know you'll meet the need. But God can do all things if it's possible in him. And I believe this with all my heart that if you will trust God in the crisis of your life, just trust him, give thanks, worship him and honor him. He will see you through. Look, we're all here today and every one of us has gone through heartache and struggles and trials and temptations and all sorts of things. But we're here. We're in our right mind and we're worshiping God, which means that we can go forth in power and glory because the anointing of God is our portion. So Ephesians says, walk in love. And why would that be probably the most important thing to to give thanks for? Because that's how we got our salvation is through God's love and through Christ's love. That's how we got the the sacrifice of our salvation is through love. So God is saying to us to walk in love as Christ has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet, sweet smelling savor. I like to walk in love, but once in a while, I don't like what I have to do. You know what I'm talking about, church. Sometimes something's required of you spiritually that you don't feel comfortable with. So instead of saying, Lord, I don't feel comfortable with this and I give you thanks for it and I rejoice that you will help me. You know, we have another whole conversation of negativity before we get to the positive. So I I want to encourage the church today just to walk in love. Whatever that is that comes against you, whoever that is that comes against you, whatever crisis is brought back to your remembrance, just walk in love. Thank God that he loved you enough to bring you through it, over it, or around it, but he got you on the other side of it. You know, I get an amen today. So um, the Bible says walk in love as Christ loved us. So we can't just walk in love and say, oh, oh, I love him. No, no. We have to walk in the kind of love that Christ loved us. And the kind of love that he loved us is to die for us. You know, so God may one day ask us to die for the world, for the sins of the world. We can't remove the sins of the world, but we can see the sin. And God can ask us to walk into it and to, to, to heal what is going on. But church, we can't do that in a negative state. We are Christians of the living God. We have a positive eternal life. And we need to, to, to grasp hold of the presence and the power of God. And at, before we speak, just ask God, how do you want me to handle this? And he'll say, give me thanksgiving. Rejoice. 
And then we'll be building spiritual character for the kingdom of God. So we can't just love like the world loves. We have to love sacrificially, that we will go the extra mile because we love God and offer a sacrifice unto him. Hebrews 13, 15, and 16, it says, By him, it says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That's the fruit of our lips giving thanks to God. Every one of these, it's about giving thanks. And I think that that is a sacrifice sometimes because the world comes at us in hideous ways. And it's hard to give thanks give thanks for things that transpires. But if we will give thanks, then God is honored and we will see a more victorious day in our life. It says, by him, let us offer. He doesn't say you have to. You know, we, we get in that stage, well, you have to do this. No, he says, by him, let him offer. This is your 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 will, your desire to offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Now, you can do that going to work. I'll praise you, Lord. I got this job to go to. And you can start praising him and just hope that you don't get lost in the spirit before you get there. You know, because the praise can do that. He inhabits the praises of your people. And your day will go a lot better if you start it with praising him. And you don't just at one time say, thank you, Jesus. No, it says praise to God continually. Whenever you think about it, there's a continual praise in your spirit. And it, and this is the fruit of your lips, giving praise and thanks into his name. And verse 16 is kind of important. It says, but do good and communicate, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. I think every one of us want to please God. But we have got to watch our conversations. We've got to watch our uh, attitudes We've got to be more sanctified. It's hard to stay sanctified in an unsanctified situation. But if we will press into God, we'll get the prize. You know, we have we have not got all the prizes that God has for us. We do not have all the things that God has promised us. Then, so if we press for the prize, He will take us a little further every time we press in, and and we will be we will glorify Him. So the blessed sacrificial lamb of God who has redeemed us and set us free, taken away the darkness of evil. Evil will always be present, but the light of God will always shine forth and empower the the listener to overcome. We need to overcome, church. The word of God says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and they love not their lives unto the death. But I tell you this, church, we do like our life. But we cannot like it more than to overcome by the precious blood of Jesus. So I want to give you this admonition in closing this morning. Jude has given us a very powerful passage of scripture in the 20th verse. And it says, Beloved, build up yourselves in your most holy faith. When you start to think, I don't know how I'm going to do it. The, the bills are going up. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Everybody got a raise but me. You know, all these kinds of things the enemy brings to take away your power to trust in God with all your heart. 
and uh, and to every one of you it's a different situation it's a different crisis the enemy works he knows where to push your button and he works on you that you will be negative instead of positive for the kingdom of god so beloved build up yourselves in your most holy faith pray in the holy ghost keep yourselves in the love of god we can't do bad conversations and dis- discussions and all that and not show forth the love of God. Because when you start to show forth the love of God, there'll be victory in your circumstance. So it says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So I just have to do that today while I'm in church? No, no you have to do it until you reach eternal life. Until you reach the prize that God has prepared for you, the precious Lamb of God, His only begotten Son, it continues to gift give today. He gives us the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives us grace. He gives us the gifts of the Spirit. He's constantly giving to us. And I don't think we've ever bankrupt His giving database. And I think that he always has something good and special for us as we continue strong in the faith. I tell you, church, I long to, to for the time to just stand in his presence without an agenda, without requirements, and just stand in his presence with and hear those 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000 people worshiping God. Now, do you think they're worshiping on the inside? There would be no no glory in heaven if we get there and all the angels are worship, all the saints are worshiping. I want to feel it. I want to hear it. I want to be a part of it. I want to shout with it. You know, I just pray that God will revolutionize the body of Christ and put that spizzerinctum in us that when we win, we win and we're triumphant. It's a triumphant praise and glory to God. And I I just, I, I read that 10,000 times, 10,000. I said, I just want to stand there for a minute. Lord, I want to hear them. I want to hear that worship. I want to experience that power and that anointing when there's that corporate worship going on in, in the presence of the Lord. Well, it will come as the church rises to sacrifice. As we rise to sacrifice, if we continue, to, if we just search the Lord's heart and say, God, what can I do to sacrifice for you? In this trial, can I give you thanksgiving? Can I, can I please your heart by rejoicing in the midst of my crisis? Then the church will rise in sacrificial worship and the lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world will stand up in his pew and look at his people and bring glory and honor to the church of Jesus Christ. Today we're going to receive Holy Communion. And this is part of the gifts that, that God has given to us, is Holy Communion. Well, I've, I've given uh, Holy Communion to the church for Jesus for 40 years almost. And every every time I try to find something specific that... We take the cup and we break the bread that we don't just do it habitually, you know. And the scripture says, let a man examine his heart. And I just want to challenge you today to examine your heart. Do you have that energy? Do you have that uh, power 
in you that says, I want to grow in the power and the anointing of God. So as we receive the emblems today, as they prepare them, and as we receive them, we're receiving the emblems of a sacrifice. And I don't know that I've ever said it exactly like this, but when you take this, you make a commitment to the Lord that I want to be a living sacrifice. I I want to, to be able to say that I'm a living sacrifice unto you. And so, church, this is just part of what it is that God wants to give to you. He wants to remind you that he's the bread of life. So if you're hungry... You know, you can have the bread of life. That will sustain you as much as any bread you can ever eat. And if you want to uh, bless the Lord, you receive the emblems, his blood that covers us, that cleanses us. You know, what what an awesome thing that he could die for us and make us a living sacrifice. So let's pray.